0: Thank you, Kelly Robinson, and we are live on this chilly now, chilly uh, Saturday morning. Good morning and welcome. Glad to have you tuned here in the middle of December, almost, and uh, Jared Taylor is uh, back at the uh, switch and ready to answer the phones, and I'm ready to answer your garden questions. This is a live Saturday morning Lawn and Garden Hour, and we'd love to hear from you. Toll-free number anywhere you can hear us, anywhere you can call doesn't have to be in Texas. I, I won't guarantee that I can answer questions from Idaho or Maine, but I'll tackle them. I'll try, and I'll tell you uh, if I can't and try to get you some help. But uh, otherwise, it's a Texas-based lawn and garden program, 888-256-1080. I've been doing this program for 35 years and uh, a radio of this sort, which I still do in three other venues, uh, for 44 years about to start my 45th year so it may become a habit for me 888 256 1080 the texas lawn and garden hour i have two college degrees from ohio state in uh, in horticulture i was going to be a world class grower and i never <laughs> never got there i uh, worked for the extension service for 7 years and enjoyed the the broadcast and writing side of it. And so I became a garden writer and garden broadcaster and went out on my own in 1978. And I've been doing it ever since. And so it's been it's been a wonderful life and I hope it goes on for many, many years, not only the, the career, but the life. So there we are. And uh, let's see, what else do I need to tell you? I think that's pretty much everything. I'm looking forward to helping you. If you have any kind of an urban horticulture question, please call now. Your landscape, your lawn, your garden, anything around your home. I don't do pastures. I don't do uh, farm and ranch things. That's just not my specialty. But any urban horticulture, I'd be happy to to tackle, and I'll try my best to help. 888-256-1080. The next two or three weeks will be the most difficult time for me to get calls. Always has been for all of those, almost half a century. I'm used to that. Don't take offense to it and I don't get worried about it. The ratings are always very sound and so I don't worry about it at all. But uh, I know people are listening. They're just busy wrapping packages or driving around trying to get gifts bought, etc., etc. But uh, in the meanwhile, uh, give a call if you'd like. 888 256 1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I'd really love to see the phone lines fill up. they uh, in many parts of Texas, and it was 22 in the panhandle this morning, that was the lowest temperature I heard. There may have been others that were colder, but uh, that's a hard freeze. There's no question there, but for much of the state, we haven't had a hard freeze yet. Uh, parts of the Texas that have not had one are probably going to get one tonight. And, oh my goodness, the storms that hit the, uh, the the uh, it's not the Midwest, it's, uh, what is that, the Mississippi River Valley and eastward Oh my goodness, it's just awful, and um, so anyway, I won't dwell on that, but if I can, we had our bad storm in February that did a lot of damage to our trees and shrubs, and a lot of those questions still persist, so a lot of people are still asking about trees that may have died back or may have died entirely. And we can talk about that, we can talk about your lawn, we can talk about flowers that you can still plant at this time of the year. Jared will ask you the city from which you're calling because that really enters the picture when I try to come up with an answer. And if you're in a very tiny town in your county, you might, you might give him the county seat, or you might say, well, it's very near uh, some other city that I might recognize, that will help. I'm a native Texan, but uh, there are still a few towns that I don't recognize. Um, middle of December, uh, it's time now that you can spray to control broadleafed weeds. If you have clover and dandelions, uh, once we get through this cold spell tonight, I think we have some warm weather coming next week, much of Texas does, and if you want to apply a 2,4-D broadleafed weed killer spray out of a pump sprayer, that would be my recommendation, you use a tank sprayer and apply it very specifically to the broadleafed weeds you can probably eliminate them before you go into the winter it's going to turn uh colder over the next six or eight weeks and it will be too cold to get any kind of control so i try to get rid of them now before they get big and ugly uh, as the winter progresses now if you're along the gulf coast in south texas southeast texas you're saying neil what are you talking about they're already big and ugly i grew up in college station so i know that they get uh, very large very early <clears throat> but for most of the state uh, they're still pretty small and you can eliminate them before they get any larger. Uh, that would be henbit and chickweed, dandelions, and clover. Those are the four that uh, you could use uh, right now. To uh, You could use 2,4-D to control now. Um, if you have daffodils and grape hyacinths, get them planted as soon as you can. If you have tulips or uh, if you have um, uh, Dutch hyacinths leave them in the refrigerator maybe another week although you could plant them now once the temperatures abate in the next uh, moderate in the next uh, three or four days it's you waited long enough if they've had 45 days at 45 degrees that gives them sufficient pre-chilling uh, so that they will be ready to to establish and grow and bloom as if they had had a winter time. That's the reason for the pre chilling. So, ah, that's enough to get it started. Let's fill those phone lines up, folks. Won't you please let the garden talk show host feel good about his life? <laughs> I'll use any kind of plea for mercy. 888 256 1080 live for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. This is the last weekend that I can give you this offer and that we can guarantee Christmas delivery. The post office has given dates for the last uh, uh, package insertion into the mail system, and the next time we talk, we will have passed that date. If you are interested in getting my book to give as a Christmas gift, I need your order immediately. That's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and I have a really good offer for you. This is the book that is the way I wanted my book to be the first time. Uh, you know when when I got a call from a publisher and they said we'd like to do a book with you and and that cowboy boot book uh, was the 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 love child from that uh, relationship where I worked with their team their committee meetings and their editor and I was very happy with that book and I still am but that was 40 years ago folks that was uh, well it'll be 40 years ago next uh, in in two months and a lot of time has passed a lot of new information And it never was done the way I wanted it to be done. It was much shorter, and a lot of things were left out. A lot of photos were left out. And then when we redid it, uh, nine years later, you know, there were 200-some errors in that first printing of the first edition that I had noted and asked be corrected, and they never got them done. That's why you self published Anyway, nine years later, they redid the book, and I said, here's what I'd like, and and still, it wasn't quite the way I wanted it. This one is the way I wanted it, and that's what you do when you self-publish. You pick your own editor, and she guides you uh, Carolyn Skye is a fabulous editor. She's retired as a, a, a lead editor at a university. And uh, Cindy Smith, best graphic designer you'll find anywhere. So those two ladies put this book together after I'd spent a whole year of my life writing it and choosing my best photographs. 840 of them. Now here's the special deal for you. It's a hardback book printed on high quality paper. First book is a bargain at $36.95 and uh, for a book with 344 pages you'll pick it up and say this is a heavy book and let me tell you after after moving tens of thousands of them i can tell you this is a heavy book the first book is 36.95 but if you'd like to get a second and maybe a third book shipped to the same address at the same time the second and third books are only 31.95 each after you buy the first one at regular price, the second and third ones are only thirty-one ninety-five. I sign every book as it sells. I will have about uh, 150 to 200 books to sign this afternoon as soon as I get home. and uh, we'll get them in the mail Monday morning. That's the best I can do on turning them around. This is uh, small business Cottage America be signing in my garage this afternoon. My wife is bacon or sugar cookies. I don't want to be anywhere near that with the books. (laughs) So if you'd like to get copies to give us gifts, you need to order this weekend or Monday morning first thing. Here are the two ways you can order. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. 11 chapters. Chapter two is a calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. And it covers everything about gardening otherwise. You order it from my office or from my website. The website's the better way. It probably will get it there one day sooner. That's neilsperry.com. I'll spell it for you in just a second. The phone number to the office Monday morning, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the office is not open right now. You can order from the website right now, that's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Order now, last call. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Well, now here we are ninety years later, and the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snow for years to come. That's a lot longer than the conventional roof. If you'd like peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. You'll learn more, you can find a location near you, and you'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. So give them a call at 877 2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 -2 Mueller, that's the number 2, 877-268-3553, or stop by one of their 33 locations. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly Robinson, my buddy there. Okay, so here is the scorecard for our calls today. We have... of our lines sold out. (laughs) That means one out of four. We have three lines available to you. You can only have one, though. There's a limit of one line per caller. 888-256-1080. I'm going to be going to George in Corpus Christi, and if you do a little thinking, you think about it really hard, you will figure that, wow, when Neil is through with George, he won't have any calls at all unless I call. I better call. That's the theory. Let's go to George in Corpus Christi. George, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I enjoy your show a lot. I do, too. I love doing this. How can I help you? Hey,
1: I I moved from San Antonio to uh, um, Corpus Christi, and it was mainly Bermuda where I had a lawn. But in Corpus, it's mainly St. Augustine. So what I did, I winterized it with the Scott Winterized uh, Fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And I also use the. It's got a few spots, but I'll, I'll explain something else in a minute. But I use the Scotts Disease Act. I just mixed it lightly with the uh, uh, the fertilizer. Now I keeping it higher than most people around here. Does that hurt? Is that good to do in the winter? No,
0: no, that's not good to do anytime. You need to pick the mowing height that is proper for St. Augustine. You probably have Floratam. That's what most of the deep South Texas lawns are. F-L-O-R-A-T-A-M. You can, you can do a little research and see if that's not what sure. you have. Um, and the mowing height for Floratam and, and other St. Augustine varieties is two and a half to 3 inches. If you go oh, higher okay. than that, I, I have an old uh, axiom that I use, and I, I dreamed it up, which will sound like I dreamed it up because it's not terribly um, inventive. Um, tall grass becomes weak grass. When you let grass grow too tall, The blades start going upward looking for sunlight and that allows bare ground to show and that allows weeds to get started and it also exposes the soil to the sun which lets it dry out faster so you don't want to do that you want to keep the you want to keep the the lawn at the optimum mowing height that will keep it lower and denser it will spread the runners will spread everything will it'll work better the engine runs better Huh. And the second problem
1: is uh we have an aggressive dog. I mean it's a good dog but uh we built a pen around in the back and that's got the uh the grass in there and it's got spots but it seem I cut it lower and it seems to be coming back. Should I do anything because the dog is in there
0: or is it just uh, the way it is? It's well, yeah, the, the problem you're going to have is that St. Augustine varieties have all of their runners on top of the ground. The Bermuda oh. that you had in San Antonio had had runners above ground, <laughs> and it had what's called rhizomes below ground, runners below ground also. And so oh, if okay. it was beaten to a pulp on top of the ground, it had something to come back. St. Augustine does not. Um, okay. I, I always use the example of, well, football field's a good example, but I always use the example of the State Fair of Texas. They get a million people at the State Fair and they just trample the dickens out of the grass, but somehow it all comes back. They aerate the, the areas because of the compaction, and here comes the Bermuda back because there are those rhizomes that can come back. But with St. Augustine, oh, okay. it doesn't come back. And so the okay. only things that you can do, George, would be to um to to rope it off so the dog can't get there uh, that usually is not something people want to do um or, or fence it off i mean or um yeah. or replant periodically that's usually not something people want to do or uh, give the dog a run with uh oh a bark mulch pathway or or gravel or oh, something of that sort give uh-huh. in to the dog yeah, in Dad, i can do that yeah, sure get, you give sure. in to the dog <laughs> Okay, but, well, I thank you so much. Yeah, I want to go back to something you said, though, that, that I wanted to address at the time. You said you mixed in the disease X with uh, fertilizer, yeah. and you mixed yeah. it in lightly. Yeah. Yes. You're not talking yes. about mixing it in the fertilizer spreader, are you?
1: No, 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 no. I'm just uh, putting it, I, I, I'm mixing it, I'm fertilizing, watering, and then I'm putting that in the spot. Okay, spots.
0: perfect. That's the way to do it. I just want to make sure you weren't trying to blend it in the in the hopper. Yeah, no, 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 no. And it seems we're still friends. Yeah,
1: okay, we're still friends. Hey, thank you very much for your
0: advice, and uh, I'll keep listening. Okay, good deal. Thank you. Have a have a great. Thank you, my brother. Take care. Okay, bye bye. All right, that opens that line. And guess what, now, folks, (laughs) we now are totally not sold out. Need some calls, folks. I it doesn't bother me at all. After, after 35 years of doing this, it does not bother me at all because I know what's around the corner. When we get into springtime, it, you can't beat them back with a, with a rug beater. Uh, you know, we'll have all the calls. But right now, I'm, I'm used to this. I can take abuse. I'm a grandfather. I'm a great-grandfather, for crying out loud. Jackie's only two years old, not even quite that, and she doesn't abuse me. So I, I'm fine. Okay, phone number, 888 I believe that 19, no, I'm sorry, 23 months old may be the ideal age. I think that may, they're so innocent and they can do things and they understand things. That is just absolutely my favorite age, I think, for kids. But they're all good. We have a senior in high school who is a bassoonist and a very gifted student and Wonderful personality. And that's pretty special too. i uh, tell you about my electronic newsletter. It's called eGardens. Did I give you the phone number to call? Can't expect calls if I don't. 888 256 1080. So now we call this take two on my ad for my electronic newsletter, eGardens. It's uh, a free electronic newsletter. It comes from my uh, computer directly to your email. And it happens on Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m. I get mine at 6.04 every week, just like clockwork. And it comes by constant contact. Uh, We do not give or sell your email address to anybody. And you know that constant contact is extremely protective. And so not a problem. We have 80,000 people uh, who get eGardens each week. And in doing it for 18 years, I have never once, not one time, had a complaint from anybody uh neil i thought you said you wouldn't be spamming me not one complaint so there you are we'd love to have you there there are five stories each week one of the stories will always be a featured plant for that week one of the stories will always be a featured question for that week something that's been asked repeatedly here and other places that i go everywhere i go One of the the things that will always be in eGardens each week is gardening this weekend where I outline the things that you need to be doing to to get you through the following three or four days for that weekend. The reason I chose Thursday night to publish eGardens very plain and simple because that allows you Friday to get ready for the weekend. So Thursday night I, I put these stories in that tell you what you need to do and what plants are great and what the chores for that weekend are and friday you can go buy the material and saturday sunday you are ready to roll that's e-gardens if you want to see what it looks like go to the same page on my website where you sign up you have to register we don't just start sending it out indiscriminately you have to ask for it you know it's just (laughs) i don't want to say you have to beg for it you just have to sign up for it And uh, you can't call and have us sign up for it. You have to do it electronically. You're going to be getting it electronically. So go to neilsperry.com, my website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, same place you go to buy my book, and uh, click on the eGardens tab, and you'll see the most recent issue. And I think you'll say, hey, I do want some of that. And you can also see the sign-up page right there. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. We'll be back with more right after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have three lines, three calls now. Hey, prosperity hits. That's a good thing. Let's go to Harold in Rockdale. Harold, this is Neal. Good morning. Hey, prosperity hits. That's a good thing. Harold, Harold, turn your radio off, if you would, please. All right. There you go. You're on the air. How can I help you? Yes, I I was eating avocado, and I love avocados.
2: And uh, I'm down here in Rockdale. And I I saved that seed, and I was thinking I was going to plant that right here in front of my house here uh, somehow. And I was wondering what's the best time to, to plant it and, uh... We're about, you know, we're about because you know the wind comes.
0: Yeah, Harold, you don't have it. a chance of getting it to produce avocados in Rockdale. Uh, it cannot stand any freezing weather, and so it's it's not going to make it through the first winter. That's the problem. You can grow it in a pot, yeah. but it won't bear fruit in a pot. So they're a, they're a novelty. Yeah. Uh yeah. You'd have to you'd have to move to the southern Rio Grande Valley, and even there, they freeze. They they uh, uh, they freeze every once in a while. So, avocados are yeah. grown in Mexico and and, and very far south in, in California along the coast. Yeah, I lived in California. <laughs> yeah, I wish I I wish I didn't have such bad news for you, but Rockdale is not <laughs> in their zone. All right, I appreciate your call very much. Thank you. Let me go to Bob in College Station. Bob, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir.
2: I planted, on November 1st, I planted uh, 18 willow oak trees. And my question is how, I I watered them uh, daily for a month. Now I'm watering them every three days. How long do I need to continue watering
0: all right, and and what size are they, and how were they sold to you? Are they out of pots?
2: Yeah, they were they were in pots. And uh, how
0: large were the uh, pots, Bob?
2: Uh, I would say uh, two two and a half gallon. The tr- the, the trees are less uh, are, are about a half inch to three quarter inches in size.
0: So they are seven or eight feet tall.
2: Uh, less than that okay tallest one's probably the best one's probably five foot tall all
0: right i grew up in college station and i grew willow oaks oh i wish i sometime in this life or my next life would get to live where i could grow willow oaks again that's one of my favorite trees um The uh, the problem I have is I have alkaline soil and alkaline water and and they they must have the kind of soil that you have or more acidic. Um, You need to water them uh, when the soil begins to feel just a little bit dry on the top surface. That's probably going to be after, let's let's just say that it's uh, 65 degrees in the daytime with 10 or 15 mile an hour winds, kind of normal daytime temperatures, nothing extraordinary. Uh, either direction. Uh, You're probably going to need to water them every uh, uh, four or five days and if you do that they'll be fine. You certainly don't need to water them every day at this time of year from now on through uh, February. When they leaf out in the spring they'll be one of the one of the early trees to leaf out. They have a very short dormant period. When they leaf out and start growing then you might want to water them Oh every couple of days, but watch the soil and let it be your guide more than just the calendar. Um, It's better to do it that way than to just put it on any kind of a routine every two days, every three days, every anything. We don't drink water every 10 minutes or every hour. We drink it when we're thirsty, and and trees need to be handled the same way.
2: Well, thank you, because I... Several people had told me I didn't have to water it. Water them once they became dormant for the winter, and that bothered me.
0: Well, you need to water them because their roots will dry out, and they are a tree that is well adapted to uh, to moist soil, to areas uh, in in lowlands, not not like bald cypress that grow, you know, in the water. But but you don't want to let them dry out. Uh, if if you went into a two month drought in College Station, you would not want to let them go without any irrigation. The longest I would go this time of year in College Station, again, having grown up and having having had a nursery in College Station when I was a kid, I would not want to let them go more than a week without being watered. You will not hurt them if you if you go a week and then water them. That, that will not be bad.
2: Hey, Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. When I left College Station after having grown up there, College Station had 7,000 people in it. I've been gone a while. Oh, my goodness. What a town. What a city now. Uh, Let's see what time we have. Um, I want to come back to David in Amarillo. David, I love having calls from Amarillo. And when they're talking about pecan trees for Amarillo, that's cool. That's wonderful. And I'll, I'll be right there to help you in just a second. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is the last ad I will do on this program for my book as a Christmas delivery special offer for you. Because after, you know, I'm going to have the same offer next week for you, but I will not be able to guarantee Christmas delivery. I'll I'll just tell you right now what the offers are going to be next week. It's going to be the same offer, but I will not be able to guarantee Christmas delivery. You're going to have to tell people, hey, I can't get it for Christmas, but I ordered this for you. Now I can get it there by Christmas if you order it right now. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is the best work I have turned out in my life. I've had the foresight of saying I want to self-publish this time. It's my fifth book that I've done, and it's the first one I have self-published. Carolyn Skye was my editor. Cindy Smith was the graphic designer. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper, printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions, and I've just signed on for the sixth printing and uh, 73,000 copies sold. That's yeah, getting close to 74,000 now. I guarantee satisfaction or a full refund of every penny spent. And of those 73,000 sold, not one request for a refund. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. It covers lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetable gardening, in its eleven chapters. Chapter two is a forty-eight-page calendar, of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all your plants. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. The book is only thirty-six ninety-five. It makes a great holiday gift, and I get uh, uh, I, I offer this to you now. The first book is thirty six ninety five, but the second and third books, if you'd like to do this, shipped to the same address at the same time now, are only thirty one ninety five each. You save five dollars per book. You order it from my website or by calling my office, but you must do so immediately because uh, the postal service has given us the deadlines of when they have to be inserted. And to get them to you before Christmas delivery, we must have your order right away. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, but you need to call Monday if you're going to take uh, the the phone uh, option. That's 800-752-GROW. The office is closed right now. 800-752-4769. The better way by far is to order online right now. Get it done, you'll know it's done. That is neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Last call. You need to order now. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores and not on Amazon. Order it from Neil Sperry. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. And let me go, as I said I would, to David in Amarillo. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Good
3: morning. How are you doing today?
0: I'm well. How cold were you all this morning?
3: Oh, it was about 20. It's about 30 degrees, 31 by now. Yeah. At least it's calm. Yesterday we had gusts over 65 mile an hour, so so it's... So we went Not out today. last
0: night and uh, went to a choir concert at one of the high schools in in McKinney, my wife and I. And her car was just a mess; mm-hmm. it had been just splattered up for a week. And we washed it on the way home at eleven o'clock at night. And we went out to get in it this morning, and we have Amarillo all over our car. <laughs> I, th- I think the dust storm. We thought it was. We thought it was getting foggy on our way home at midnight, and that wasn't fog. That was you guys. <laughs> We yeah, got the wind yeah. later, yeah. looks worse than it true. did.
3: <laughs>
0: How can I help We're you? used to it here. I know. I, uh,
3: uh, I've got, uh, well, I've got a pecan tree, and uh, of course it had a few dead branches on it that never did come out. I was wondering what the window to trim those back would be. I mean, any time now after we've had a hard freeze? Cause
0: oh, yes. Obviously the leaves
3: are gone after yesterday, but still, I don't know if it's too early to start
0: trim that or if she's no you can do it anytime you need to uh it the the, the rule is while they're dormant and pecans have the right. longest dormant season of any tree we have so you have plenty of time
3: so anytime now is that through maybe January or February first February? yeah they,
0: they won't be leafing out where you are until uh, until right. April probably early April what uh, what are you trying to accomplish by the pruning well, they're dead.
3: They're large, pretty large branches. There's three of them, oh. and uh, I guess that makes sense. So I need to get rid, get, get
0: them off. Yeah, yeah. The rest I would of the do, trees I would do that well, sooner rather it, than it, later, so they don't fall.
3: Okay. And then, uh, one of the branches has some growth at the bottom towards the trunk, suckers, I guess. Does does that need to come off all the way to the trunk, or should that be left alone? To
0: what growth? What killed, so got
3: what some killed growth the in.
0: branches, David? What killed them back?
3: Oh, it must have been been that furry frost we had back in February at
0: 12 below. Okay. You know, um, I'm going to qualify my answer uh, from this point on because plants react differently. I'm I'm just going to say that if you took 100 ash trees or 100 live oak trees across a given spot in Texas and they, they all had freeze damage. Each one would be an individual, it would react different, would have reacted differently, and your pecan would be the same way. Uh, so I don't right. have a standard answer to give you. The tree may have uh, damage to the trunk, and that may be why that, that particular branch died, or that branch may have died back to that point. What I was gonna say is if that branch was in a spot where you can use a branch, you might leave the strongest of those shoots and, and trim the others off. But I can't see how they're coming off. They might be coming off at awkward angles. It wouldn't be strong. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I could see it for a microsecond. I could give you a better answer. You don't want to leave more than one. You might not want to leave any. How far out on the uh, branch, the dead branch? How far out are they?
3: Well, there's three. There's three branches that didn't right. come out. Didn't leaf out. Do they and all have sprouts? Two of them. Two of them all no two of them are they don't have any grow any growth on them but the one it did and and it it's got quite a bit of had quite a bit of growth on the bottom of it but it just didn't go all the way to the top and they're 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 you know they're not they're away from the house so they won't fall or hurt anything in the house but yet okay I, well you might I, want I to, sel- to you might want to select
0: one or two or three of those sprouts it sounds like a branch not a I can't see it. I, I don't know how to describe this because I can't right. see what you have. But you might want to leave one, or maybe two or three, and let them become mm-hmm. the new dominant leaders off that branch, if they if they could. All if right. it looks like they could, and and then okay. prune everything else off. Just make sure. Just yeah. watch it carefully for the next year to make sure no decay sets in in that branch and moves back toward the trunk. If it does, then right. prune it back flush with the uh, almost flush with the trunk. because right. it it actually produced this year
3: uh, <laughs> a good crop of pecans. Half of them are green, and the other half are pretty good. <laughs> you <laughs> know amazing. the
0: you know the term branch collar, don't you? On on tree branches, do you know what that means? Uh,
3: well, if you, if you don't, I'll it's explain a, it.
0: Most people don't. Okay. Let me let me explain for the other listeners. A branch collar is okay. the is the swollen area, uh, kind of like the uh, delta of a river where it enters the ocean, where it swells out. Right, and you want to leave just mm-hmm. a little bit of that branch collar, rather than cutting a, a tree a dead branch off, completely flush with the trunk and opening up the widest possible. Uh, uh, exposure. You want to leave just a little bit, maybe a quarter inch. It will vary a little bit depending on the specific branch, but maybe a quarter right. inch, or, or at the most half inch on a big branch, of the branch collar right. that makes it uh, gives it uh, space for the new roll of bark to form and heal faster. Okay. So yep. so mm-hmm. kind of read up on that before you prune these and and be and you know yep. about the three the three step uh, uh, branch removal. So that you don't peel the bark down the trunk, you know about that, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. You do the yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I've trimmed quite a few of our okay.
3: trees. Okay, just making right. sure. Oh, one thing One more thing about. Do you? Is it necessary to put pruning paint on that? No, not That'll... on
0: not on pecans, only on oaks. Okay. One other thing, as a okay. parting comment on on pecans in uh, in in the Amarillo area, the variety Kansa, Kanza K A N Z A is one of the hardiest of all. If you ever plant another pecan, you might want to try that variety.
3: Okay. Just a, just now, a said, thought. I've talked to you before. This one came from Wharton, Texas, so oh. <laughs> I if I just made it
0: Yeah. Not <laughs> some, exactly where hardy pecans grow. Yeah. All right. No. Appreciate your call, David always. Right. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Take care. All right, Corey and Gerald will come to you in just a second. Uh my website is neilsperry.com dot Suffice to say that's where you buy my book. It's also where it's uh one of two ways you can buy my book calling my office is the other way but this is the better way at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot com the website is also where you sign up for e-garden's electronic newsletter and it also is uh, where you find my frequently asked questions 1001 of them that was a book that uh, didn't go anywhere because the publisher went bankrupt Oops, that's why I self-published this latest book. That's one reason. Um, That publisher was not Neil. That was somebody else. But anyway, I just put it on the website. But uh, to order my book, go to neilsperry.com. And uh, let me tell you about Mueller also. Why would you want to pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own your own permanent storage facility, a Mueller metal building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble and they're affordable and they offer that permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, Mueller's backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller has a solution for that. It's their standard series buildings, ready to go to work for you. They are fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered, bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can visit them online at MuellerInc.com. A better spell it, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. I-N-C.com. Get a free, customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-Mueller. That's 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them at com. Mueller means more, Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. I'll have more after this message. All right, thank you, Kelly. Let's go to Corey and Gerald. Corey, this is Neil. How can I help you?
4: Yeah, Neil, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I uh, really, um, really enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, so my dilemma has to do with my lawn. Um, in Gerald, I bought a house a little over a year ago. Um, it's one of those you know, starter houses in an HOA. So it comes with a uh, fenced-in backyard and then an open front yard on the street. And the front came with um, some sod. Uh, you, I think, might, you might get I think right, right to your
0: question, a, Corey, so don't run out of time. Go ahead.
4: Okay. So the front yard has uh, a Bermuda-Zoysa combo, and the backyard – I, I brought in some topsoil and put in some St. Augustine plugs. So what I've noticed is the Bermuda is starting to creep under the fence, and it looks like it's, you know, taking hold in the back. Do, do, do these grasses coexist, or do I you know, need to worry about the, what, the, the Bermuda? Normally, over of, my the, of the three,
0: the pecking order is uh, St. Augustine wins. Um, the okay. fact that Bermuda is invading is, is probably going to be temporary um okay if if you want to stop the bermuda you could put edging right at the fence green metal edging okay. just right down at the fence drive it in all the way into okay. the ground right at the fence uh the zoysia and bermuda uh that's a, that's not a good thing to have together there's no way to eliminate one without damaging uh, both um that one's going to be more of a challenge but they will probably coexist and be all right um Zoisia turned brown earlier in the fall i'm just out of time but anyway it, it should be all right folks thanks for listening happy gardening